Welcome to Living Words from the Gospel of John. I'm Mark Brookler, and we are in John chapter 6, the first half of the chapter. And Jesus is doing some really amazing miracles. So let's see what we can learn from what we see Jesus doing in these first 21 chapters of John chapter 6. So let's go to share a screen. We'll go to John chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus is feeding the 5,000. <clears> After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, um, or Tiberias. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Therefore Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these may eat? <laughs> this he was saying to test him, because he himself knew what he was intending to do. Philip, Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, for everyone to receive a little. So if you're wondering how much that is in dollars today, we can just go on over to click on the top here, the parallel translations. And since we have the, um, <clears throat> the passion translation here in the middle, it's going to give us an actual amount in dollars, all right? Philip answered, well, I suppose if we were able to give everyone only a snack, it would cost thousands of dollars to buy enough food. So that's a kind of nice to be able to take these numbers in the Bible and relate them to numbers today. So if you ever want to do that, often the, pa the Passion Translation will do that for you. All right, so we'll go back to the New American Standard. We're at verse 7, verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Philip's brother said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are those among so many people? <clears throat> Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, the number of about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves and having given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated, likewise also the fish as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. So Jesus, perceiving that they were intending him to take him by force and make him king, he withdrew again into the mountain to be by himself. Again, notice Jesus just kind of slipping away into the shadows <laughs> to avoid a confrontation which he knew was not going to be right. Gives you and I permission to do the same thing. All right, now Jesus walks on the water. <clears throat> Now, when evening was come, his disciples went down to the sea, and after getting into a boat, they started to cross the Sea of Capernaum. 
it had already become dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea began to be stirred up, and because a strong wind was blowing, because a strong wind was blowing, then when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the water toward them, toward the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. So they were willing to receive him into the boat, and immediately the boat was on the land to which they were going. Wow. <laughs> Lots of amazing miracles. By the way, this is um, right in the middle of Jesus' Jesus's year of popularity, his second year of ministry. We mentioned earlier he had three, three years of ministry, age 31, 32, 33. 31 was a year uh, year of obscurity, 32, which uh, age 32, which is a year he, we're currently in. It's his year of popularity. And uh, the next chapter will also be his year of popularity. And then it's going to enter four or five chapters of his the year, year of opposition. Okay, so let's take a look at some journaling. Down here in the bottom right corner, journaling from John chapter 6. These are some possible questions you can ask the Lord if you'd like, or you can ask him something different. But I would like you to journal. It's important for you to hear from God yourself. Lord, I, I enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart, and I enter your courts with praise. Lord, what do I need to bless to see multiply? Mark, bless your money and your income and your ministry and the many who are hearing me through two-way journaling. And each of these will multiply and grow. Never curse any of these areas with a negative word about not being enough. Your words have the power to expand or to limit. Always speak life and never death and watch me do miracles in your midst. <laughs> Love it. Lord, am I aware when it's time to disappear as you did when people are responding improperly. Mark, many years ago, you were not. You offered all truth you knew, even when not being asked for it. Now, have, now you've learned to hold back and only speak to fill the hunger you see in people's hearts. This is a gift of grace I have imparted to you. Use it well. <laughs> and the third question, final question. Jesus, when you entered into the boat, it was immediately transported to dry ground. Is this kind of transportation available today? <laughs> Mark, all that I did, I did as an example for you to follow. So yes, pray and believe, and you will see the glory of God. Believing prayer can accomplish miracles. All right, let me just review those three questions. So if you're trying to jot them down, you can. First question, Lord, um, what do I need to bless and see multiplied? Basically, you want to bless most things in your life, I believe. So, Lord, what do I need to bless and see multiplied in my life? Or in my nation? Lord, am I aware? Question two. Lord, am I aware when it's time to disappear? <laughs> do I know when to step out of the limelight and Avoid a confrontation. <laughs> 
And question three. Um, Lord, when you entered the boat, it was immediately transported to dry, dry land. Is this kind of miracle or transportation available today? Can they expect these kinds of things to happen today? And basically, God said, yeah, if it's in the Bible, you can live the Bible. You can live out a divine flow. God is king and Lord of all, almighty. He can do any kind of miracle he wants to. He can get a donkey to speak. <laughs> so don't limit him. There's no need for you to limit the amount of miracles or the type of miracles that God can do. He can do anything he wants to do. God can do anything he wants to do. That's a question people say. You know, I ask, well, can, can God do that? And I remember John Arnott answering once. He said, God can do anything he wants to do. <laughs> so I think we should make that our policy. God is free to do anything he wants to. I remember a, a cartoon on eschatology that person was, I saw maybe 30, 40 years ago, a person's holding up his map of the end of the age and what's supposed to happen, the events as they're supposed to happen. And there's an angel in the sky blowing a trumpet for Jesus to return. And the guy's saying, no, it's not time yet. <laughs> because his eschatological chart wasn't ready for that particular point of eschatology to be fulfilled. So he was explaining to God <laughs> that um, he was breaking out of um, his theology and his eschatology. So that made me laugh and made me realize, hey, hold my eschatology lightly. Hold my interpretations of scripture lightly. Um, God is free to do whatever he wants to do. Okay, so this is Mark Berkler signing off. God bless.